Well, hello, music teacher friends, and welcome back to a new year of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, and let me be one of the first to wish you a happy new year, assuming, of course, that you are listening in real time. (laughs) And if you aren't listening in real time, I will just say that I was really surprised at how deeply the turning of the year 2021 hit me. Like I felt it deep down in my bones, just this surge of optimism and pride. And like, I just want to like look around at everyone that I encounter and be like, hey, we did it. (laughs) We really did it. I have so enjoyed the fact that I just feel like the whole world around us and certainly the things that we consume on the internet have just been infused with optimism this week and I have appreciated that so much. You know, as much as I try to be a positive voice out in the world, um, I know that by and large we were all consuming material that was fueling this sense of overwhelm and exhaustion and just never-ending questions. And I've just got to say, I just, even though we're not out of the woods yet, I'm just so proud of us that we made it through the year 2020. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're starting to have some really positive reflections on the things that we learned in that really challenging year. So all of that to say, Happy New Year. Let's get to it. Well, friends, we have reached that point in the calendar year where lots of us are recommitting to better lifestyles in one way or another. And here's the deal. I have a personality type that is really drawn to the idea of new year, new you, and all of those things. (laughs) But at the same time, I really don't like setting myself up for disappointment by setting a whole bunch of goals that are going to ultimately end up by the wayside. I have enough negative self-talk inside my head to fight (laughs) that I really don't need more reasons to feel like a disappointment inside my own brain. But that said, this really is a great time of year to give our studio approaches a little shine up. Don't you agree? If you have spent any amount of time on the internet or on social media feeds or any of those types of avenues, I'm quite sure you have probably already encountered people this year talking about their words for the year, or sometimes people call this their word of intention or their focus word or whatever it's going to be. But I'm pretty sure you probably understand this concept just by my saying that, but in case you haven't, um, it has become pretty popular, I would say over the last decade or so, for people to choose a single word that helps them stay focused on a life goal or attitude for the rest of the year. So if you choose the word rest, that helps you kind of have a filter to which you can apply your daily decisions and you can make sure that you don't take on too many responsibilities that are going to lead to you being overly tired or burnt out or any of those things. So let it be known that I am a big fan of the whole one-word philosophy thing, and 
I know a lot of people are sharing their words this week on the internet, and maybe I'll do that later on Instagram or something this week, but I have kind of a teacher spin on this concept for you. So if you're thinking, yeah, 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 I already know about the one word thing, hang on because I have a little twist to it for music teacher friends. If you know nothing else about me as a piano teacher, you should probably know that I pride myself on teaching the individual in front of me according to their own unique needs. So I am definitely not a one-size-fits-all teacher when it comes to methods or materials or sequencing. Um, you know, and by the way, I mean no judgment at all if you do follow a more predetermined approach because there are lots of positives there as well. I'm just pointing out it's not for me. <laughs> so anyway, tying in the whole one word philosophy here, I have found that choosing one word for each of my individual students has been a really terrific way for me to stay intentional about their own goals and, of course, to help keep me on track providing each student with exactly what they need. I have been using this one-word approach with my students off and on for several years, and I thought I would share with you today my current process for how I determine a student's one word for the year or semester or whatever works for you. <laughs> I have honed this process down so that it basically takes me five minutes or less per student, which to me is an investment that is well worth it. So spread out over a few weeks, again, that feels like a pretty reasonable commitment. For you, before you venture down the rabbit hole of trying to assign individual words to each student, how about you do this? <laughs> Pretend that you and I are chatting over coffee or whatever beverage you would like, <laughs> and I ask you which student you feel right now has the most untapped potential at this moment in time. <laughs> Do you have a student right now who you know is capable of more, but for whatever reason, no judgment at this point, for whatever reason, they're just not producing the work that you want them to? I'm willing to bet that one of your students just popped right into your mind. <laughs> I know that was definitely the case for me. But just in case that didn't bring anyone's name to the surface, consider instead if I asked you what student you feel the most challenging right now. Perhaps they're challenging because of their attitude or because you have a particularly difficult time choosing repertoire that really suits them. Maybe they're challenging because of personal situations at home or because of a learning exceptionality. But do you have a name now? <laughs> if not, just go ahead and pick the next student you're going to see for a lesson. Whatever works, but have one student in mind right now. Okay, now with that one student in your mind, I encourage you to sit down with a notebook and your favorite writing utensil or a computer, whichever, <laughs> and set a timer for three minutes. Three minutes, my friends. <laughs> I am a big fan of setting a timer to get focused work done. So over the course of that three minutes, I want you to basically do what I call a brain dump and write everything down that you know about the student um, that you were thinking about. 
So you write down things like, what grade are they in? Do they have any pets? You can write their strengths as a musician. You can write their weaknesses. You can write names of their siblings. Did they win their school spelling bee last year? You know, do they run cross country? Write that down. <laughs> what has been a favorite piece that they played this year? Uh, what did not work for them this year? What brings a smile to their face, music or otherwise? What are their most pressing areas for improvement? What is holding them back from bigger things? And things like what adjectives would you use to describe that student? Anything you think of when it comes to this student, just write it down. <laughs> For those three minutes, you are just jotting down every single detail you can think about in regards to that student. I find that three minutes is significant enough time for me to get a good amount of information down. Now, there are certainly students that I could write about for much longer, but if you're not careful in this exercise, it will end up sucking up a lot more of your time than you probably intend for it to do. Really, in those first three minutes, you're probably hitting the biggest highlights of things that matter the most to you. But at the end of those three minutes, put your writing utensil down <laughs> and set your timer for one minute. That's it. 60 seconds. And over that next minute, just read your list back to yourself. You might even want to read it out loud. For some reason, that resonates differently with us. So as you read through that list, I want you to look for any common themes that emerge. You might very likely find some patterns that you'd not thought of before. And after that single minute of reading and reflection on that student, you're going to set your timer for one last minute, <laughs> one more round of 60 seconds. And during that 60 seconds, you are going to think and try to determine a single word that describes what your student needs most from you right now. And if you find yourself struggling to come up with a word, I am going to give you some examples here in a moment. But I do feel like it's very important for me to tell you right now that this word that you come up with is kind of your new secret weapon. And I do not recommend sharing this word with your student or with their family or anyone else. This is your own secret so that you can help guide your own planning and your own directions for this student. So again, this is not really to share, just keep it to yourself. Before I go into specific examples, let's pretend you really struggled to write much of anything down during those first three minutes. You know, let's say you set that timer and you came up with a few basic facts, a few details, but really you were set kind of just staring at your paper for the last minute or so. Well, that in itself is a really terrific arrow. It's kind of pointing you to the fact that there is room for more connection in your lessons. In fact, connect might be a perfect one word for that student. Perhaps this could lead you to be more intentional to ask questions during your lesson time and take very active interest in that particular student. 
or if nothing else, trying a different approach to showing him how invested you are in his success. I am a really big fan of visual cues to remind me of those things that I think I'm always going to remember, but hindsight has taught me that I sometimes don't. (laughs) So therefore, one great hack for this whole one word thing is to write each student's word on an index card and then keep it in like a small business card holder or some kind of Rolodex where you can see it during the lesson but where the student is not really likely to look because again, these are secret, right? (laughs) So I put my students' cards in lesson order and I just flip to the next card subtly when they're not really paying attention. And this has become, of course, especially easy while I'm teaching online because there are plenty of places they can't see while they're on camera. (laughs) But for instance, if I had that student that I realized I didn't know very much about and I had their card with the word connect staring at me at some point where it caught my eye multiple times during their lesson, then I would be very frequently reminded to frame all of our instructive moments through a point of connection and commonality and relationship building. And I think that is a really beautiful thing. So I promised you a list of some of my most commonly used words, and here we go. (laughs) So a lot of times I find myself using the word identity for students who are in that boat where they are doing well, but you can just tell that they have not yet embraced the fact that musician is part of their identity, right? I don't know if you are aware of the self-determination theory, but that's something I'm super nerdy about. And I believe very strongly that one of the ways to hook students on music for life is to make sure that they recognize, you know, music maker as part of who they are. So if I have a student who has yet to make that realization, I will often assign them the word identity. Similarly, I use the word confidence for a lot of students. Of course, that doesn't need much explanation, but you all know those students who do well but don't recognize that they do well. (laughs) So in both of these student cases, that really primarily affects the type of repertoire that I'm giving them. So a lot of times that means that we're focusing on smaller pieces that are learned more quickly and maybe that sound bigger than they are. We all have our favorites in that genre, I know. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm doing things to help bolster their confidence and, again, their identity in the fact that they are musicians. And it's important to note in this case that these are only focuses for a season. So it's perfectly fine if you have a student who's, you know, grappling with a lot of things in their life. It is not wrong for us to back off a little bit and, you know, focus on quantity of pieces and, you know, maybe slowing down the the big technical requirements we're throwing their way. Or, you know, it's okay to coast for a little while. Sometimes they just need that. And you know how it is. Oftentimes we get off that plateau and then we make a huge leap forward. So as you're planning these words, just remember this is not your student's word forever. It's probably just their word for the next few months. 
maybe year at the most. Now, those words, of course, are fairly philosophical in nature, and there are a lot of times where I find myself focusing more on kind of like brass tacks words for my developing students. So, for instance, I might choose the word continuity or fluidity um, for those students who, even though they're playing things correctly on the page, just cannot get a sense of rhythm that moves forward. <laughs> you know the type. Um, but that just helps me make sure that I'm planning lots of off-bench rhythmic and movement time and you know, all kinds of other things therein. Um, I'll also a lot of times assign a student the word foundation if they are a student who, you know, has made progress but is still struggling with some of the what I would consider basics, whether that's elementary basics or intermediate basics or advancing basics, um, I just make sure that I tie my lessons back into fundamental music skills as much as possible. So foundation is another word that I use a lot. Another one of my favorite words is elevate. So I use the word elevate when I'm dealing with those, say, early to mid-intermediate students and where I feel like my number one job is to help them understand how the bar has now been raised <laughs> and how when they're practicing, they need to be listening for more and holding themselves to that higher standard. Um, I know my students and I refer to leveling up quite a bit, like in video game speak, and they do understand that as we level up that, you know, their work becomes a little bit more intense, but if I have that visual reminder that this is a student that we are currently working to elevate, that means that I can continually draw in um, information and anecdotes to help them hold themselves to that higher standard when they're at home. Here's a good one. Sometimes I will assign a student the word joy. And I put joy in all capital letters. <laughs> it doesn't really need any explanation. But if I feel as though the joy of music making has been dwindling in a specific student's experience, I will make this reminder to myself and I will do everything I can to infuse our studies with repertoire and other discoveries that are going to help reinforce the enjoyment to be found in making music. Lastly, I'll suggest the word awaken. <laughs> awaken is my polite way of making sure that my advancing students aren't losing perspective of the challenges involved in higher level playing. So as much as I believe in all the warm and fuzzy benefits of studying music and having a teacher who supports you and cheers you on, I also believe that once our students begin showing higher aspirations, we have a responsibility to sort of keep them, you know, in their place and keep them aware of the challenges that come with those advancing levels of competition and performance expectations and all of those things. So if I label a student with the term awaken, it just means I'm going to do everything in my power to continue to show them the heights of which our playing is expected at these higher levels. So there you have it. In recap, if you assign these words to your students, keep them to yourselves 
and just use them to frame any of your big decisions that come your way. So when that comes to assigning repertoire, you can think what fits this goal I have for my student. When it comes to how to treat a student who hasn't been practicing, filter it through your word for that student for that year. Um, it also helps you see, you know, months from now, if you go back through your cards and try to see if any of your students have moved out of their word, that helps you note progress, right? If nothing else, if you don't want to spend the five minutes per student doing the brain dump and choosing a word for them, I'm pretty confident that most of your students could probably fit under the framework of the words that I offered today. So again, those were identity, confidence, continuity, elevate, foundation, joy, and awaken. So I have a feeling that that pretty much uh, suffices for the general population of students. <laughs> but of course, it's a lot more fun to go through and personalize each of those a little bit more specifically. And now that I've given you some homework, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode with our first music teacher toast of the new year. Music teacher, friends of the world, today we look into the next calendar year fully acknowledging, like never before, that we have no idea what the next 360 or so days are going to hold for us. It has never been more important for us to focus on the things that we can control and just roll with whatever else life throws our way. The amount of effort we put into our student relationships is absolutely one of those things that you can control. So I hope that today's idea of choosing an individual word was helpful for you. Start small on this project, my friends. <laughs> Don't feel like you have to spend the next three days meditating on a word for each of your students. Ask yourself whose lessons you most want to improve and go from there. In fact, I'll go as far as to say, I don't think you should even try to do more than three of these in a single day. I know that my capacity for deep thinking on this level dries up pretty quickly. <laughs> so anyway, back to toasting. May you each march boldly into this year of 2021 with a fierce, unwavering commitment to make the world a better place through every student that you work with. May you stay true to yourself as you humbly give the gifts of music to the world and may you find satisfaction within yourself for a job well done, counting any and all external accolades as bonus. <laughs> that is my 2021 wish for you, my music teacher friends. My music teacher friends, I just have to tell you that I am so genuinely excited to see where this podcast takes us this year. You know, one of the things that kept me from releasing the podcast into the world for years was the fact that I couldn't really decide where the quote unquote end game was for this podcast. 
And I finally came to the conclusion that I just needed to put it out into the world and see what happened. And I can't help but feel like there's probably more than one of you out there who needs that kind of a nudge, (laughs) that kind of reminder that sometimes you just take the next step and wait and see where it takes you. So if you have a project in your heart, I hope that this is the year that you build on it and let it come to fruition. And if your experience is anything like mine, you will end up finding out that you have a whole enormous community of music teacher friends who come along beside you and cheer you on the whole way. Speaking of coming along beside one another, you are more than welcome to follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find me there at Beyond Measure Podcast. And if you really want to show me how much you love this podcast, there are just a few things you can do. Uh, First of all, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast listening app. You can also leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That really makes my day when I see a new one of those come through. Um, And lastly, and maybe most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or a group of friends. That just means everything to me. So with all of that said and done, until next week, I will just wish you all a great day and we'll talk again real soon. Thanks so much, my teacher friends.